Hello, everybody, and welcome to the very first edition of In Ring Riot, a goddamn women's wrestling podcast. I am Mr. Warren Hayes, and I am going to be the host, or if you prefer, the referee of this triple threat of wrestling connoisseurs who are here today to talk about everything related to women's wrestling. And who are these three participants that we have in this uh, this squared circle of podcasting. Well, we have none other than Kristen Ashley, co-owner of BellToBells.com, regular Fightful Wrestling contributor, pro wrestling sheet news writer. Kristen, hello and welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. <laughs> and we also have the uh, co-owners, promoters... And all around good folks from Pro Wrestling Eve, Dan and Emily Reed. Dan, Emily, how are you both? We're, we are good. Slightly sleepy, but doing well. Good, we, we, Apart from Dan, who's half broken as always. I'm good. I'm excited to do this. Well, yes, you know, behind the scenes, we have been talking about doing this for for a while uh, because individually, obviously, we're all very passionate about women's wrestling and we like to talk about it. And uh, I, I think it's interesting that uh, that we're all here. You know, I myself just just a just a guy who talks about wrestling. But we do have Kristen who covers it. She's a journalist. We have Dan and Emily who do this for a living. So. Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's very apropos that we sit around here, we and we we give our 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 opinions and visions and and actual factual knowledge about how things go for uh, in the in the wacky wacky segment that is uh, women's wrestling. Um, oh, I'm all all up for some facts after the election week that we've just had here in the UK. Facts would be a, a nice welcome change. <laughs> so uh, yeah, let's let's uh, let's bring on the facts. Let, let, we'll, we'll go. We'll go. We'll we'll, we'll try to be as um, yeah as, as realistic as possible here. We, we uh, you know, if, if for what it's worth, uh, you know, I feel bad for you guys uh, over in the. Hey, UK. it's your fault. It's your <laughs> fault. Hey, Steve Tiger. Why did why why it, it is Steve? They flipping went and hired Steve Bannon. Hang on. They hired, they hired Steve God. Bannon to be their flipping press, flipping, yeah. Did we not blame poor Ian Hissop? No, yeah, he's he's at fault. Putting him well. on, have I got news for you? Yeah, making him funny. No. Not specifically your fault, but God damn it, America. Well, hey, I mean, the U.S. isn't better off. So, welcome to our boat. Trump. And that yeah, and, you got and that being said, I'm Canadian. I have nothing to do with Steve Bannon. Thank you very much. I know oh. what she's your queen too. Though. Yeah, she's your queen too. Yeah. So. yeah, so you're 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 with us, pal. Okay, you 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 should have some frustrations at that monarchy that we got going over here, sitting on their bums and doing nothing. Speaking it's of just like, come on, then. going to uh, Pizza Express. Actually, I think you'll find. Speaking of queens, oh, that's. Let's go. I know, nice, right? <laughs> nice, nicely done. Um, right. of queens, right. Let, let's 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 start talking about uh, since we're <laughs> we're we're doing this on the Sunday just before uh, WWE TLC. We could actually start by talking about uh, the women's match singular that is happening on. Uh, on Christ, what's that about? Uh, what? 
Okay, let's let's just dive right in then, Dan. Kabuki Warriors versus <laughs> Becky, uh, Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair in a TLC tag team, uh, in a TLC match for the women's tag team titles. It's it is the only women's match on the cart. It's a high profile match though. But Dan, clearly you you have something to say straight off the bat. I, I assume that's the main event of the show. We, well, I assume that last. Uh, per usual, we never know what the actual main event of a WWE card is. But, you know, if you're asking me, clearly you're of the same opinion. I'm pretty sure Emily and, and Kristen are as well. It should be the main event of the show. I, I would imagine that'll be the main event. I would be surprised if they don't have a women's match as part of the pre-show unless they've announced a pre-show match. Um, I can't imagine having one I, it, just purely from how WWE are always aware of how they look from a, uh, from an, I don't want to say necessarily outside perspective, but to an extent from a, from a media perspective, they, they, they are sharp on things like that. So even if there's only, right? yeah. And if so, if there's only one women's match on the main card, I'd be surprised if they don't, um, you know, shoehorn uh, a women's match, something maybe like, Nikki and uh, Alexa versus um, uh, Sonia and Mandy or something along those lines. Do you know what I mean? I, it would just su sure. surprise me. Or an angle to further the the Bailey and Lacey Evans. Some, there needs to be something else. So I would, you know, I'd pretty much be willing to bet money that uh, that tag match won't be the only, um, you know, uh, feature segment. Sure. Uh, uh, as we're recording right now, and I just double checked, there there is uh, there is no other women's match that's been announced. Um, there, so really, the only match right now is the the TLC match. Um, I, you know, as far as far as the match goes, I mean, last year we we did have a triple threat TLC with Charlotte, Becky, and Oscar, which was fantastic. Um, uh, the, the match in it about itself has all the ingredients to be extraordinary as well, because you do have Kyrie Sane in there who has very little regard for her, uh, for her well-being and safety as well. Uh, Kristen, um, I mean, there's been a buildup. We're uh, up to this match. What are your feelings here regarding this, this match? Well, I think this whole card, the entire card has just been tossed together, um, I'm willing to bet that the the Roman Reigns and King Corbin, <laughs> King Corbin, uh, TLC match is is going to main event. Um, I think that WWE is going to be lucky here because they do have the right ingredients for a really good match, but it wasn't because of them. <laughs> it's because they are going to have four of the best women wrestlers in the world in a ring together and tell them here just go brutalize each other. So that's going to be. It's going to be a good match because of the women, not because of the story build. Um, I, it's like there's all these women and, and they're throwing uh, Becky Lynch, who has a belt already in there. And then that's the only match. And you have Bailey, who has been building, you know, some, some storyline with Lacey mm -hmm. and, and just in general, um, you know, her stuff with Sasha and then, yeah, then you have Nikki Cross and Alexa and versus, you know, Fire and Desire. And and they're doing nothing. <laughs> it, I I honestly thought that that Friday they would have announced something for Bailey's belt. Sure. And they didn't. And they haven't since, and I've been keeping track. And so um, 
I mean, there's always a chance that they could just throw in last second, you know, like you said, Dan, but I get the feeling they won't. And, you know, it's got seven matches on it already. I, I get the feeling that we're not getting anything else. And, I mean, it's a good thing that I write news now because otherwise I wouldn't pay attention to any of this except for the one match. <laughs> I would assume, though, that the, this match is really a vehicle to get to Becky V. Oscar at the Rumble. Right. Probably. Yeah. I, you know, yeah. that's, that's why I would assume that this match isn't... Um, you know, that's that's just what the purpose is, is to help get to that and tell the story that, you know, one year ago, you know, Asuka defeated Becky. But at the end of the night, it was the start of Becky's, you know, ascension to effective, you know, as to be in, you know, the top women of the, the, the raw women's brand. And um, so just which is fine. I, I have no problems with that. Like you, you do have to, you know, um, go from one to the other, you know, and, and use vehicles to make things a little bit more. Um, you know, uh, cleaner and connecting the dots. The um, I do think where they went wrong though was a, was about a month ago where they just randomly had Oscar tap out to the sharpshooter and Italian. It's just yeah. like, you know, like what what? I mean, I'm sure there's always a you know things always change, you know, um, and I'm sure there was a, a reason you know for it. But it just if they had an idea of where they were going to, I think the last thing you would do is have that finish because it's such a short term. It's this classic WWE in that there doesn't seem to be a lot of there's there's this assumption that you can make people forget about things, whereas I don't think viewers do forget. You know, it's uh, I think there's it's sometimes just a little bit lazy of that won't matter by that time because we'll have done this to make them only think of this. Sure. You know, and, uh, so I, I, that's that's part of my disconnect with that is a, a lack of consistent is, is really I know I'm harping on about one thing, but that, you know, I really just feel that killed a lot of, you know, the Asuka aura that um had started to be built back and all a lot of how Asuka presents herself she's able she has an aura about her she's able to present herself as a star seemingly no matter what what else happens uh but and and I I think it's nice as well for the tag titles at least like I am hope that that's going to be the main I'm quietly confident that'll be the main event I'll actually be surprised in addition to being disappointed if it's not um, but I would, uh, it, it's, it's a good opportunity for, that's why I think if they was to do, you know, Nikki and, um, Alexa, uh, and Alexa versus the, uh, the fire and desire team, uh, match, whether it be as an addition on the main show or as the pre-show, if you've got two women's tag matches on there, then you can, you're ideally set, you know, you you're helping build that division and potentially building up to something else going forward uh, with the winners of either, you know, those two matches. Um, but yeah, I am making the assumption that this match is just being used as a vehicle to get to uh, Becky and Oscar at the rumble. Yeah, uh, I agree. And, uh, and, and it is a shame sometimes uh, regarding the immediacy of WWE booking because they have a really great story here um, because outside of what happened last Monday on raw, there since Royal Rumble last year, Oscar and Becky has never won a match in which Oscar has been involved. She, whether it's a, a, a battle royal or a, the well, not last year's Rumble, but the battle royal or a Survivor Series match, or she has never won a match 
in which Asuka was involved, aside from the cheap DQ that happened last last Monday. So that's a really interesting story, you know, to bring everything full circle that you could that you can really easily just tap into. So I always thought that was interesting. And Dan, you mentioned the 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 uh, you know talking about uh, how how good this was a little for the women's tag team titles. How do you feel WWE has been handling the? the tag team titles recently for the women, of course. Oh, I mean, I think it was, uh, you know, terrible, isn't it? Really? For the most part, I thought they started to get some momentum, though, with um, uh, Alexa and Nikki. Yeah. Um, after the disastrous run that the Iconics um, had, you know, and how they were booked and just non-existent. I thought Alexa and Nikki, um, you know, as much as I like odd couple um, teams when it's done with the right people. And I've got to be straight. And I obviously, there's a bias there from me that I have to be, um, you know, consciously, you know, trying to make myself consciously aware of because, um, you know, obviously Nikki's my friend. So, and, and a wonderful human. And, and, yeah, and a wonderful human. And obviously someone that I've known for like 10 years now. So it's like, so I'm aware that, you know, I want the best for her. Um, and, uh, you know, but it's, I, I do think that Nikki's done an amazing job on, uh, sometimes with perhaps not a lot that she, you know, that they've they've given at least from the main roster perspective. Um, and there's something about Nikki and Alexa that even though it shouldn't fit, it actually kind of it does. does. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and I, I put a lot of that down to Nikki's ability to play uh, uh, um, this character that's threatening, but also has a um, uh, a vulnerable aura and vulnerableness to her that makes you want to see her be accepted by someone, um, you know, that's like the popular kid like Alexa. And uh, I, I put a lot of it down to that. Um, and there is, you know, so I'll be disappointed when the inevitable happens between those two. Because, sure. um, uh, and I hope that it doesn't happen for a long time. Uh, because I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of scope and a lot of story and a lot of depth, you know, a lot a lot of possibilities for a lot of depth to uh, add to both characters there. Um, so I, I thought those two did a wonderful job, and it, it's just been a shame of the you know the um, inconsistency in in the build with regards to those those titles. You know, it was a great build coming in, and then there was nothing. Um, and then, like you know, like I say, Alexa and Nikki, I felt they did a wonderful job. Um, and now, you know, we're in this position where there is, uh, you know, it's the main event, although, you know, probably just as a vehicle to build to a singles titles match. Um, but there's no division, really. There's just, no. you know, what teams and one of them is really just thrown together uh, or maybe five teams. But, you know, there's there's no real division there there's no undercard as such you know of uh vast it's just worries me that it's going to be like how the women's title the singles title used to be where it was just and this is the challenger of the month and then the, the rest of the undercard would kind of disappear yeah. uh, where are the icons actually yeah we haven't we they haven't even been been doing segments on social media which which i always thought they excelled at doing these promos in the back, uh, playing off their personalities. I don't know what they're doing really with them. Kristen, any thoughts on the tag titles? Um, I mean, the build was just weird, right? Because they focused on, like, first it was Asuka and, and, and Charlotte and the whole green mist thing. And I thought, oh, cool, they're building those two. And then and then it was like, oh, no, but Becky and, 
And then they had the handicap matches. And Flair had said, you know, I don't really like Becky Lynch, but I like the Kabuki Warriors less. And and then, like, even even the announcement was strange. It was basically Asuka saying, I want you guys to challenge us. And it was, what? So, what? The Kabuki yeah. Warriors less. What huh? have I missed? Why she like the Kabuki Warriors of everything that's gone on she between keeps being spat on the face? Yeah, but with everything yeah. that's gone on in the history of Charlotte and Becky, you know. It's... Yeah, but mate, she's got blonde hair. That's going to be a. I think it's going to be. I mean, I think it's going to be a good match. But again, and I wouldn't be surprised if if WWE tries to use this as somebody's angle turn or storyline turn and you know somebody messes with the match whether it be charlotte or becky or i don't know but i think some i don't know i think it's going to be a good match regardless but i think i think they got real lazy with the tlc card to begin with i actually like the build-up i thought it sort of all worked i (laughs) no, but it's true i I kind of enjoyed it i thought it made sense they both like had issues with oscar and 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 Kyrie, becky and 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 charlotte on each other's end and they're like they tried to handle it on their own couldn't do it and they're sort of sitting across from each other sort of staring into the void and like well should we team up yeah kind of thing like you know I I, it, I I find it kind of fits in the overall arc. You know, I, I, there was an effort made to try and and uh, and explain it. Uh, uh, it really quickly. Who do we think w- is going to win the match tonight? Kabuki Warriors or Becky and Charlotte? And then we get Becky two belts again. Let's say Dan, what do you think? Uh, if uh, it really should be, in my opinion, it really should be you know, going up to building towards Oscar and Becky. So it's, for me, it's got to be Oscar, you know, uh, and Kyrie going over with something specifically focused on Oscar and, uh, and Becky to set those two up at the rumble. Kristen. I agree. I think, I think Oscar and Kyrie are coming out the winners on this one. And Emily, I, I, I know WWE is not necessarily your, your forte, your area of expertise, but do you have, do you have a prediction? Uh, uh, the mo- the logical one for me from what you guys are saying would be Asuka pinning it's TLC it's not pinning is it they oh. got a cat for the tag tiles oh well there you go uh, it would be Asuka going yeah just <laughs> focusing climbing the ladder um, I mean that would be logical so my prediction is that that's not what's going to happen Asuka Asuka <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that makes that's fair to be fair that makes sense See, I'm I'm on it <laughs> All right, so that'll that'll happen later this evening. We'll see exactly what happens, and maybe by the point you, you people you people are listening to this uh, to this podcast, it's probably already been done yet, and you're probably just pointing your fingers at us and and laughing at our poor poor predictions. We have promoters here. We have people who actually put on wrestling shows over on Pro Wrestling Eve, of course, Dan and Emily. And uh, just recently, actually, by the at the by the time we're recording right this uh, right this moment, your event wrist locks and rhinestones was yesterday. That's something that happened. Yeah, we changed the name of it to match the mood at mm. uh, the last minute. To uh, let's oh, hang on, to, are we allowed, are we allowed to, to swear? Can we swear? Of course, oh, go go for it. Oh, I don't know. Like, I don't know how you know some platforms might be, um, but yeah. So we changed it at the last minute to let's get shit faced and scream into the void. 
I love that. So yeah, so we uh, we did that, and um, Emily started the show by just getting everyone to fucking scream at the start. Just do exactly very that. nice. And Emily started the show almost pissed herself, which made the ring announcing very interesting as the show went on. <laughs> I'm there like a snowball. Um, Thing is, I don't know what a snowball. The only snowball I know is uh, no, a certain no, yeah, no, yeah, right. Me too. This is weird right now. So okay, it's advocate. And uh, it's advocate. Adv- what? How would you say it? Then? I don't know. Avocado. What are you on about? No, God, no. It's not a hipster drink. It's like um, <laughs> egg. It's like um, egg yolk with brandy, and then with lemonade. Tastes like a cream. Shit. Sounds like it tastes like shit. No, it tastes like cream soda. <laughs> it's a bit dangerous, to right. be honest. A bit moreish. So I had just that. stick a whiskey in a cream soda. Then that sounds far more than starting to get eggs involved and shit. Well, well, yeah, but I put a candy cane in it because Christmas in it. Um, oh my God. Make it festive, you know. I just hooked it on there because Christmas. <laughs> and then, and <laughs> the beer she did, which before the show's <laughs> even started, she fucking spills on the canvas. Well, and we're all upstairs just going, oh my said- fuck. It's like Kaz is not even on the show right. and there's beer all over the fucking canvas. One, I said sorry. She, she did apologize. True. Emily, tell us about well, the event. I mean, not not that the drinking stories aren't interesting, but uh, t- tell us, uh, give us a couple, a bit of a rundown. What uh, what kind of what what happened at your show? I mean, it was a really. Do you remember much of the fucking yeah, show? I do. <laughs> it was a really solid show. I, uh, it was a real one bu- building up to Queendom. Sure. Yeah, it was. It was a big, strong. Uh, vibe going throughout yeah there was a lot that we got to do last that was that was i really liked last and you know i really loved i love sammy jane i love watching her wrestle which is good because i got to uh, see see her wrestle three times yeah millie wasn't able to make the show last night millie was really ill although most of the fucking locker room was sick last night Mm -hmm. that's the reason why i've come down with something is um, because i've caught it off of all of them um the uh it's all related it's all related to boris johnson it's all related to the tories yeah, absolutely. It's again, it's that physical manifestation of how we all feel. The um, but uh, so Millie was unable to make it. So Sammy, who was already scripted to do two matches, you know, um, ended up doing three. Bless her, you know. And, so and yeah. it also you'll get to bear witness to the most brutal uh, wrapping paper. Oh moment fuck! You you will. <laughs> Yeah, right. There was oh my there was God. a wrapping paper spot during the match, a match. Yeah, yeah. During the, during the tag time, anything with the woke queens is always going to have a little bit of um, comedy. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Some character, of, uh, some extra flavor. You know, yeah, some extra flavor. Um, but um, there was they they brought a load of bunch of wrapping paper that was still wrapped in the, the plastic. You know, that sealed it and kept it in. And it was, you know, it was the idea is like it was a comedy kendo stick, if you will. Um, but no, turns but, out, no, turns that, out it's not a comedy kendo stick. No, it is worse. The welts, the welts started immediately appearing on the back of poor. So Valkyrie takes like the first shot, and she's supposed to feed in to take a few more, but she <laughs> goes fuck that, and she powders out of the ring. It's <laughs> just getting fucking abused right by Giselle 
and the welts start appearing on Debbie's almost back almost instantly and they start bleeding. Like it is afterwards when we was on the way to the airport um, hotel after the match, uh, a fan had messaged us saying, I wonder what hurts more, a, a chop from Mercedes Martinez or um, a wrapping paper shot from Giselle Sure, And of course, the White Queens worked Mercedes Martinez in the finals of the tag title tournament uh, on the Check Yourself show in October. And uh, so I just I just asked, I said, what hurt more? And they said, I'll take chops from Mercedes Martinez and Walter at the same time before I ever take that wrapping paper again. <laughs> Giselle felt <laughs> Uh, didn't feel that fucking awesome. She was no. laughing about it. Well, yeah, but also I like, got one to check that they were okay. <laughs> yeah. From the wrapping paper attack. Yeah, it was like you wouldn't, because it even sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? Yes. Wrapping paper hurt more than a chop from Walter or Mercedes or any. It sounds ridiculous, but my God. Oh. Don't mess around with rap paper. Not when it's in the hands of Giselle Shaw. Jesus. They were like, we'll take kendo sticks again before we ever take that. It was it was really something. Well, because it's very thin. Uh, it probably, like, stings really, really bad, uh, despite the fact that, like, what, it's a cardboard roll that holds it together? Or is it... And, and I think it it's the plastic on the outside as well. It didn't have any cardboard in it. Didn't it? No. Nope, because I checked. It was like, but it was more like almost... Riding crop esque is what I would say <laughs> on like level of attack power. Yeah, no, she was she was whipping that like you want. But when it appears on Eve on demand on um, Tuesday night, you know you kind of got to watch the. It was really quite. It, there was there ended up being a fair bit of blood on the show last night because Jetta got um, busted open, and that was the thing. It's just like that canvas took a beating last night. Whether it be the alcohol from Emily, or whether it be the. Um, the amount of blood that poor Jetta lost last night. Uh, Jetta was um, in a match with Rio O'Reilly, right? Rio O'Reilly successfully yeah, defended the I, Eve I, title. Yeah, and I, which I really, um, I actually really liked that match. Well, everyone really liked match. So obviously, mm. their match that she won was great. And this one was a completely different match to the match that she won. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, Jetta got busted open and she was, there's just, I'm going to upload a photo shortly and, you know, her face is covered in blood. Their blood is all over her arms and her legs. And it's I all just coming. a bloody handprint off the canvas. Yeah, there was so much blood. There's a really good shot of just like this thick puddle of blood, Ooh, you know, on the so canvas. Really it is a great photo. Um, to- you know, so Jet, Jet the warrior. This is the thing. It's like Jet is obviously known for, she's incredibly entertaining. She's also ridiculously good when it comes to technical wrestling, but she's, fucking tough like legit and whether and i don't just mean that from a a character perspective in wrestling i mean legitimately she is legitimately fucking tough Mm -hmm. and um yeah no it was uh i i i I really like jetta and i agree like she's uh she's a very much a uh she's a complete package she can do it uh, she Mm -hmm. can do it all and she is really tough but you know the Another type of tough is Sammy Jane. Like you said, she wrestled three matches last night. She wrestled Ginny. She wrestled Nina Samuels, and then the tag team match. Tell t- tell us a little more about Sammy Jane because that's a hell of a marathon she put on, and she was not wrestling with any slouches either. No, and when you got those those names in there, there's an expectation of a level of quality that the match is going to sure. be. But everyone. To, to to wrestle Sammy, so that's always a bonus because Sammy is. She won't do a rest match. No, no, no. Sammy she, is, um, you know, she's she's a, is, there's a lot of pride in her work. You yes. know, like she's a serious 
uh, professional, like the, the kind of direction that we've gone with Sammy's character now. Uh, she was always a villain when she when she started, and she was um, uh, she was like she was the top villain. She was the U champion for almost one year exactly. Anything dastardly that she could, you know, that she could do, that the character would do. And um, uh, we've told a story about how it ended up meaning that when she uh, legitimately had to take time off because of being seriously injured, and you know, she lost all her friends, you know, because the people she surrounded herself with weren't good people. She turned her back on those that she did have as friends. So she had no one. So she's come back and, uh, and she's not interested in being a part of drama. She's a professional wrestler. And so she is going to be, and that, and that's her focus is going in there having matches, getting the wins, uh, and winning titles. It's something you know? I'm looking forward to developing so much because it's always lovely when you have that connection because she does say, take such pride in yeah, her it's wrestling. Legitimate. And so I, I love seeing characters like the same with Charlie Morgan when you give them that injection of who they are and, and, and seeing them progress through that. Yeah. It's lovely. And, and that's the thing. Like Sammy takes a lot, as, exactly as Emily yeah. said. You know, um, Sammy is very passionate about professional wrestling. Very passionate about the art form. Very passionate, um, you know, about the the technique. Um, she is, uh, you know, just go back and like that Eve title tournament where she won the title. You know, over you know two days. You know, and, and over that weekend, uh, she worked Riho, Viper, uh, Emmy Sakura, Kaylee Ray. Wow. You know. And, and and you know those are every match you know she's you know everyone who she ever works with always comes back and says put me on with her again yeah. everyone everyone loves working with her um it's, and also she called one of her moves shadow facts and so which i didn't understand you had to explain that to me it's lord of the rings it's, it's gandalf's horse <laughs> so I'm, I'm i'm there like like soul sister in there yeah. <laughs> So she, and again, she didn't know she was going to do three matches till that she knew about the two matches. Um, she knew that she'd be working Ginny at the start of the show. And then um, uh, there was a show long storyline. She knew that she'd be in the tag match at the end of the night. But the, you know, the only person, but the Millie decision was, a, a, you know, call was an on the day decision. And the only way that, you know, of course, you've got to try to find ways to tie everything up because we had to get to Ginny and uh, Nina and shoot the angle for um, for their match that we're going to be doing at Wrestle Queendom, uh, which Emily was so pissed last night she announced as Wrestle Kingdom. No, I tried to no. remodel it. I started Kingdom and I was like, Wrestle Quandom. No, no, no. No, I tried really Kingdom. hard. Right. <laughs> there's, going, there's going to be video evidence of this because it's going to end up on EVE On Demand, right, this Tuesday. Oh, that will be no, that will be cut. What? <laughs> <laughs> I swear when I'm drunk, my legs, which are already just too long, just like double in length. So I'm like this weird, staggery, drunk giraffe in the ring. No one, <laughs> no one needs drunk giraffe with a mohawk trying to save Queendom. Uh, she she kept joking that she made uh, she was channeling her in a Charlie Morgan who yeah because Charlie just in all the promos time. all the promos Charlie just kept going Wrestle Kingdom uh, leading up to the oh. first one all she kept saying every time Wrestle Kingdom to the point where the audience would actually be screaming Queendom Queendom and oh. she'd be like yeah what did I say and they were like yeah. and she'd be like yeah that <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, um, speaking of uh, yeah. yeah, but speaking of Wrestle Queendom, it's coming up. Uh, your your big big show of the year in January. 
Um, uh, we've got, of course, uh, Rio O'Reilly defending the title against Millie McKenzie, who won the She Won this year. Uh, no, 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 we have not. Have you not been watching Eve on Demand? I'm sorry, I'm a little behind. The holidays are a bit crazy here. Right, so Millie McKenzie used her opportunity to challenge for the tag titles with her tag partner, oh. uh, uh, Charlie Evans. Just like when Charlie Evans won the Battle Bowl and she used her opportunity, not for just herself, but to, you know, for her and Millie to create their Eve tag team titles where they uh, challenged for at Wrestle Queendom 2 last year. That was this year, um, earlier this year. Uh, when Millie won the She Won, she did the same. She returned the favor. And her and, uh, um, and Charlie Evans has the Medusa Complex uh, will change for the Eve Tag Team Championships. Well, and that will be the main of Wrestle Queendom as okay, well. Okay, well, I apologize. So, I, I, I am behind. Everything is really, really uh, intense, right? I, I was really planning on catching up between Christmas and News. Thank you for setting me, right, uh, setting me straight. But tell us a bit more about the card. Where are we at right now? So, yeah, we've got, um, that'll be, so obviously That's things changed. Event. That's the main event, but it's actually a, 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 a triple threat um, or three-team elimination match. As last night, uh, Sammy Jane and Giselle Shaw won the Eve Tag Team Championships uh, from the Woke Queens. It's another, like Dan was saying about almost an odd couple tag thing. I, I like it that Giselle Shaw is determined to show that she's the ace of Eve. Yeah, you know, Giselle she's the top in the company so it's like even though her attitude is very different to sammy's sammy is about that wrestling about no drama and she's about you know yeah sammy, collecting them championships exactly sammy has an opportunity you know given to her to challenge for that uh title she said i'm not interested in your drama but uh you know there's not chance for the opportunity for the tag titles i'm not going to say no to that and uh sammy and giselle worked very very well they've never teamed before um but uh you it know, did work well they worked incredibly. It was mm. basic tag team psychology. Keep a hold of a person, bring them into your corner. You know, quick tags in and out. Um, they they worked like uh, you would you'd have thought that they would um, uh, you know team together many times before, um, and uh, they you know won the tag titles from the White Queens last night. The White Queens, however, as former champions, have the right to an immediate rematch. And uh, they said they wanted that at Wrestle Queendom. So the, oh. the main event of Wrestle Queendom is uh, Giselle Shaw and Sammy Jane defending the tag titles against uh, the Woke Queens and the Medusa Complex. And that is the main, that is what we're ending Wrestle Queendom on, on the tag title match. The, um, and the other thing, was, as Emily was saying, where it comes from is Millie McKenzie won the Ace of Eve, but she lost her block match to Giselle Shaw. And when it went to that tiebreaker, which uh, Millie McKenzie won, uh, which was a three-way tiebreaker, the person, you know, that she pinned was not Giselle Shaw. Minnie McKenzie has never beat Giselle Shaw, whereas Giselle Shaw has beaten her. That's very interesting. In Giselle Shaw's mind, she's the ace of Eve, and she could have done exactly what uh, Minnie McKenzie was saying she was going to do. And last night, she picked a partner and did exactly that and becoming the Eve Tag Team Champions with Sammy Jane. So that's the, that is the, 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 the show-closing uh, main event. There is a you know another main event, of course, and that's for the Eve Championship as uh, Laura Di Matteo finally gets uh, a chance at uh, Rhea O'Reilly. Laura Di Matteo's never lost at Wrestle Queendom. Uh, Laura Di Matteo and O'Reilly used to be best friends. In fact, you look at the first Wrestle Queendom; they were on the same uh, War Games team, and uh, you know it's um, 
this is definitely a, a blood feud, if you will. And um, I'm really looking forward to that because mm. they're just going to beat the shit out of each other, um, which is all, always, always good to see. Nina Samuels and uh, Ginny uh, go one-on-one with one another as well. Maki Ito from Tokyo Joshi Pro makes her e- debut. That's exciting. Going one-on-one with yeah, with uh, the session moth Martina in a in a dream match from uh, of the world over, <laughs> and um, uh, Yuka Sakazaki was announced for Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, her opponent's not been announced yet as well uh, um, for Wrestle Kingdom uh, in January, and the show will be uh, streamed live uh, on pay per view on uh, on fights. Really, uh, wow. There will be six matches that will appear. There will be eight matches complete uh, on um, uh, as part of Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, two matches will be exclusive to Eve on Demand, as I don't want people that subscribe to Eve on Demand feel that like they're getting, um, you know, shortchanged or anything along those lines. And then the, the, um, uh, the six matches will be live on uh, Fight TV uh on uh january 11th and as emily just pointed out to us well you've also got the debut of north phoenix diana who's the the first ever hijab wearing professional wrestler in the world uh she's coming over to us from uh, malaysia and it's uh really exciting to have uh have her a part of um the absolutely she's fantastic yeah breaking barriers and um you know really showing that wrestling is for everyone you know mm-hmm. it's so important that you know there is representation and uh She's and she is doing a fantastic job of, you know, not um, having to conform to, um, you know, what a number of people Showing in society. Every girl that they can be a superhero. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's fantastic. We'll be looking forward to it. It's uh, and and of course, we'll, it, it's good news that uh, Wrestle Kingdom is going to be available on pay per view and, and get out there and subscribe to Eve Online as well, so that you know. And then, you know, and then, yeah, and then I'll catch up with it, too, and everything will be okay. Yeah, expose yourself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, <clears throat> all right. Um, it's been about a year, everyone, since a little over a year now uh, that uh, NXT UK has popped up on the British scene. A lot of people were... Uh, were chanted, were calling uh, from the tops of the mountains that this was going to be the end of British independent wrestling. They did scoop up uh, a substantial amount of uh, of British independent wrestling stars uh, to start up uh, to start up the division. Uh, at first, it seemed uh, at first it seemed like oh, they were going to be a little looser with the, with the talent, letting them do you know, work indie dates, so on and so forth. But as time went on, the contracts got a little stiffer. Things aren't happening as uh, it's not as uh, it's not as loose as many were expecting or anticipating or as we're told. And um, and now we've well, there's been a few casualties this year. We've had uh, we've had the closure of um, uh, we have just recently, just last week. Empire Wrestling announced that they were going to shut down, actually couldn't uh, go through with their show that were they were supposed to put on today, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Defiant shut down. Pro Wrestling Chaos as well. Um, the the situation is what it is, of course. Uh, and uh, I'd be interested to hear from from Emily and Dan here about the state of British independent wrestling. Um, 
in regards to all of this because you know there there has been a lot that's been said, but uh, and we, we like I said we have seen some direct casualties to um, to the appearance of NXT UK, uh, but on the ground right now, Dan Emily, how are things? How do you feel things are going? I mean, no, 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 no. go on, go on. No, I was just going to say I always see Eve as existing almost outside of the British wrestling sure. bubble in many ways. Um, yeah, because the majority of our live audience aren't wrestling fans. They're Eve yeah. fans or they're people that uh, have heard about us because it's like as being a being a women's wrestling promotion. It's not like being a women's wrestling journalist. You don't get any aware. You don't get any real acknowledgement within the wrestling industry. Yep. So, you know. Yeah, Kristen uh, can attest to that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yes. So, um, Emily's right. It, we exist kind of outside that bubble um, because if we relied on wrestling fans over here in the UK, we'd never, we wouldn't, wouldn't exist. Oh, we'd be gone years ago. Or, or we would only just be running a couple of shows a year, like mm. most women's wrestling promotions. Do you know what I mean? Like, just if, uh, you know, we certainly wouldn't be running, you know, 30 plus events a year. So, um, well, has, it, has the, I mean, clearly, I mean, you, you still have a, a, we, a, a special like, relationship nonetheless, or you have a, some kind of relationship because Ginny, Nina Samuels are able, still able to work your shows, despite the fact that they are signed to NXT, uh, UK, um, maybe uh, how does it, how has it affected you moving forward? Cause we know like Piper Niven, there's a lot, there's a lot of, a lot of stars that were very, uh, that that had their footholds in uh, in Eve moved on to NXT, so I mean it did end up affect, uh, affecting you nonetheless. Yeah, oh, no, yeah. no, no, no. We've abs- we've absolutely been affected by it. There's no doubt about that, and um, it will affect some of the bigger shows going forward because um, there's less wrestling fans going. The thing is, it's like WWE has absolutely had an effect. Um, it's come at a really bad time, though, because um, it's not the only thing that's had an effect. Now, um, there was a period of time where it was looking like, you know, none of the WWE talent were going to be working each shows going forward. The reason why um, that, however, did carry on is because that's all down to the, the girls. The girls wanted to, and they they went to WWE and said, we want to keep we want to keep doing really? Eve. They yeah, they they were the ones, you know, that, that went to it. They they made it happen. They're, they're on wrestle. I mean, I got to give them credit, and I got to give you know recognition and you know thanks to WWE because there is a seven day rule that says that uh, no WWE talent is allowed to work for any other shows seven days prior to a WWE uh, show. So if there's NXT, you know, UK on uh, Friday, then you can't work the shows from the previous Saturday going forward. You're not allowed to, you know, work anywhere. The takeover is the day after Queendom. And then the following Friday um, is the NXT UK um, tapings on the Friday and Saturday. Queendom is the Saturday, the day before takeover. And the, and that would be, you know, uh, a week, you know, that will fall within the seven day rule of not being able to compete for any independent, any, um, any independence, um, the talent wrestle queendom means a lot to everyone over here because it's, um, I think it's obvious what it is, you know, Mm -hmm. it never, something like it never existed before. And, um, the talent went to WWE and they said, we, we want to do wrestle queendom. And, 
WWE said okay. Well, that- and that I can't, you know, I'm grateful for that because, you know, we want, you know, Nina and, and Ginny, they are NXT performers, but they're also part of the Eve roster. They're part of our family. They're part of our, you know, and that's it's, what Eve is. You know? Exactly. The thing, I think the best way to understand Eve is to, that, that our ethos and everything we say isn't a storyline. Right. No, it's not or, a character. It, it's not a character. It's who we are. The Eve and Queendom, when we say how much it means to everyone, it's because it does. And we are all bonded together. And that's from the crew uh, to to the roster members as well. We are all bonded together and it means that much to us. So, so it really means a lot the WWE yes, of, of, it does. of, you know, like as much as like, you know, we, we make our, we, you know, we say what we say when we, you know, we call out stuff that we don't like, you know, mm-hmm. but at the same time, we, you can't, the world is not a, a black and white place. And this isn't a black and white situation you know, when it comes to relationships with individuals, just like we have friends. One of one of my best friends is a, a, a strong conservative voting individual. You know, I could not be more the opposite, but he's a lovely guy who will be the first person to risk his life for you. And so, and that's just part of life and being a grown up and, you know, uh, and recognizing. So in, in, and as much as like, we you know, we've already been critical of regards to WWE's booking, you know, earlier on in, sure. in uh, so, um, the fact of the matter is, this was, you know, we're extremely grateful for the fact that they recognized that the talent wanted to do this and we want them to, uh, we want them to be a part of it. And um and and they they okayed it, you know, and um they realize how you know how how beneficial it is for everyone. And um so yeah, so I've completely forgotten where the hell I was. So it's just coming around. How it's on. affected the wrestling. Oh yeah, so how it's affected the the, the wrestling is um oh what other things that are going on at the moment yeah so yeah the 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 uk scene is uh as a victim of a number of things and the wwe uk has come about at a time when um it's one of multiple things that's going on so for example you know the the whole entertainment industry right now is um is is not collapsing isn't the right word but um is certainly going uh down you know tickets for numerous events uh, not wrestling, but uh, numerous live entertainment events that would normally sell out instantly, you know, uh, aren't. Right. Um, a lot of that is, you know, based on the, you know, um, socio and political situation with or with regards to the country right now. Um, there's a lot of uncertainty, and there has been pretty much since um, the uh, the Brexit uh, vote and everything that's gone on since then. The country is extremely divided. There's, um, you know. It almost feels like we're getting ready for a civil war. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's very... there are a lot of families and and families over here wrestling shows. There are a lot of them, so they rely on the families coming along, and those families sadly will have both parents working full time, and they're still having to go to food banks. Yes, because uh, they can't afford food. Uh, but meanwhile, the costs are going up on the running of the but shows. But meanwhile, the, the costs are going up. So it's like th- those people who would be like, we'll have a lovely family day. At the wrestling, they can't. Yeah, there, so there's a lot going on. The other thing to factor in as well is how much content there is of wrestling out there. So, yeah. you know, it, it used to be, of course, if you're going to watch wrestling, uh, you would have it, you know, on a Monday night over here, you know, and that would pretty much be your, your only way. I mean, maybe there'd be like one of the Saturday morning one-hour highlight shows or something. But other than that, you only really had your, uh, you know, your, your Raw and then later on SmackDown. So there wasn't loads of wrestling. 
so you'd get excited because you're going to get to go see the wrestling. You know, and WWE only came over here once a year and whatnot. Now you've got um, so much wrestling available to you every day. You can watch brand new show um, every hour of every day of every week and never watch the same match twice. Right. You know, uh, there's so much wrestling content out there that you know it almost feels like you there isn't that that yearning to go you know and experience it. So I, I honestly believe that the next... number of new promotions that popped up as well. I do think oh well at the same time when the there was when there was the boom here. of the UK wrestling scene and everyone started booking the same the, the, a lot of the same you know people and uh, and because of that they weren't a lot of people made a mistake of not focusing on the next generation of talent. Um, because they were just like you know a little bit British strong style, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, uh, a, a, a lot of those guys. So. As a fan, would you travel three hours to a show, or would you travel twenty minutes? Because it was the same because shows. Because it's the yeah. same. It's, it was often it's the same matches. So and, and they were targeting the same audience as well. That was the other thing. They were all going after like the same audience. Um, so it's all happening. Um, it's all kind of happening at yeah, one time. And this is when NXT UK came. Yeah, when all of that was going on. That's a, a recipe for disaster. Yeah, it's so it's not that NXT UK is solely to blame, but it has you know if to use that um, to use that wording, but to say it hasn't had an effect um, is inaccurate. Mm. That being said, um, I'd never heard of Empire Wrestling. So I, I have a hard time of um, you know attributing their closure to um, uh, to, to WWE. Okay. Um, I, I you know the IPW situation is a far more complex situation. Yeah. Um, and uh, but they are a victim in terms of the new person that came in. They are still a victim in terms of they made the mistake of trying to book a lot of the same name talent. Uh, in you know areas where there was other wrestling events happening, using those name talents, and they those other ones perhaps more established in the area. Well, you see that, um, that, that that's an interest. It's an interesting point you bring up because you know from from the promoter side, it's a bit of a catch twenty two. Like you said, you know we we know that the British strong style guys got got booked around uh, quite a bit. You know. Um, so, so you are in this catch 22, do you are a promoter, you want to draw people to your shows. So of course you're going to try and get Tyler Bate and Pete Dunne and, uh, trend seven to come. And that will probably open you up to other local stars or bigger stuff. Like maybe you'll, then you'll be able to like to open up to Ligeros, you know, and then so on and so forth. So it's 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 interesting that nuance that you bring whereas on one hand uh yet WWE gobbled up all the stars but then well here's the question who then becomes and I'm doing air quotes here responsible for developing the indie talent and bringing up that new generation then when you as a promoter in my opinion, anyway, and you as a promoter, your first objective is to make money so that your promotion can can keep putting on matches. So who who essentially becomes like the the who who's responsible for 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 creating new talent? I, I have opinions on this. Thank you. <laughs> that's good. And they won't necessarily, and that's the important thing. They won't necessarily match down. A lot of people assume Dan and I, because we're married, have the exact same opinion. You don't. That's not. We don't. Really? I know. No, it's no. 
we're separate people. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> Emily is known for having the wrong opinion. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Okay. So uh, we have both been around wrestling for a, for a long time, I think, like, like been around wrestling for like 10 years promoting with you yeah kind of yeah. Oh, a long time nearly um, and what i've seen consistently 20 years for me next year i know old man I'm old <laughs> uh what i have seen consistently is promotions pop up and a it could be that it's genuinely that they're fans yeah and i'm not going to say money marks i'm going to say people who don't know what the job of the well, promoter is. Some of them is. are. Look at the like, no, five-star wrestling. Oh, let me finish, mister. <laughs> <laughs> People coming up Sorry, and, and they don't know how to do the job. Yeah. Much like, you know, Trump doesn't know how to do his job. Yeah. Um, these people uh, come up and they're like, I'm going to be a wrestling promoter. And they don't know how to do the job. They just think it's matchmaking and booking. They think it's matchmaking and booking. And their promotion will fail and generally speaking, you'd see them pop up, they'd run one, maybe two shows, and they'd be gone within the year. So the NXT UK thing, a lot of these promotions, they would have been gone. And if you look back through the British scene, you, you will see so many of them. Now, we did, at this point over the past few years with the boom, have a lot more than I've ever seen crop yeah. up at once. So what you have to understand is so many of them would have been gone because yeah. the people don't know what job it is that they're doing. Yeah. In my opinion, again, the person whose job it is to bring up the next generation is the promoter's job. Yeah. It's yeah, you, you could put someone in there to to bring in uh bring in the fans. Personally, how I feel a solid, like a solid business uh for promoting is family type shows. You're bringing in people, you're building them up, building them up to be that main event style. And then you might want to bring in uh, higher star names sometimes, maybe with larger venues. But really advertising in this country to that family market. To, to family market. Family market. I'm a big fan of that TV show, Family Guy. Oh, I love Family Guy. Oh, <laughs> What do you think of that app, Fanville? I would be like, they're the bread and butter audience, and they're your solid audience, and that's where you build your stars. That's why, much like with Eve, the girls are learning to work these different style matches, different formats and main event styles, cutting promos. That's where you build them, and that is a promoter's job. And yes, you can bring in those names and everything, but you don't neglect that core and you don't neglect that part of your job because if you do then who is there and i'm very much a believer that you as a promoter as well what you should be doing is letting that audience trust you so they come because they trust that when this wrestling show comes to town i get a good show and i get a good night of entertainment and i never feel ripped off so if WWE come and snatch half your roster, you've got that trust with that audience. They were coming for you for that night because they know they're not going to be ripped off and they're going to see a good show. Yeah, one of the biggest promotions in the country is New Generation Wrestling. And most people like Smart Mark, hardcore diehard online wrestling fans who have never heard of them. And they don't use any, uh, you know, NXT UK talent. Um, but they outdrew NXT UK, I believe. And I would double check that when they ran the same city within a very short 
uh, time. And it's not that NXT UK drew badly. NXT UK did not draw badly at all. Um, it, what's really uh, incredible is that they both drew well. And uh, NGW have really spent a long time um, running that building and building up exactly as Emily talks about that um, loyalty from that uh, family market. Um, you know, so that is, and, and, and yeah, you go over with your opinions on it now. Like, I so agree with like, a lot of your stuff, mm. not, not all of it. I think there's far, I think there's, you know, a lot more, um, you know, specific details accordingly. Mm. Um, but um, the bottom line is, is what Emily was also kind of alluding to and brought up there was, you know, you had these people that were trying to play matchmaker because, you know, it's kind of like their fantasy football, but only with wrestling. Right. And, um, but the the thing is, is that the key word of being a promoter is to actually promote the show and you need to, uh, and what a lot of these people, they try and target the same audience as what was already going to these other shows. Well, there's, they can only go to so many shows. Your job as a promoter is to create a new, uh, new fans, you know, is to, is to entice everyone to come to your shows. And I think where a lot of the, those promoters, and this probably happens in the States as well, is they're all trying for that same hardcore diehard wrestling fan because that's the echo chamber that they're a part of on social media and, and uh, people that they see on other shows that they go to. Um, so instead of remembering that your job is to go out there, create a, a new audience and, and uh, you know, get them to come to your shows. So, Give them wrestlers that they care about, so that's, learn to care about. And that's... You know, but you're at the same time, some of the blame also goes on some of the talent because I know I notice myself is the talent need to want to put over other people. And sometimes, you know, yes, a number of those absolutely. higher profile talent don't mm. um, because there's, you know, they haven't come from the same school as them or they work for, you know, these people. Or, do you know what I mean? It, politics. It, it gets, uh, politics. Well, it's childishness. Okay. You know, like, <laughs> always politics because it's sometimes the politics sometimes politics is out of your hands whereas this will be a conscious decision on on there and um you know it's uh and so you'll have people that will just try to get their mates booked and just work with them and they're not interested in putting over some of the other people um you know when i brought kota Ibushi over you know i stuck him with um Cara Noir, and uh, you know, uh, uh, and that was because I knew that Cara Noir was going to be what he is becoming, you know, now finally, get, you know, getting that acceptance, uh, you know, uh, a, a major player on independency because he's got a brain that is just a, a delight. And that is a wrestler with. you can build up your promotion. Yeah, with. and work with as and well. Work with exactly work with. You know, um, it's uh, you know everyone should you know realize that this is a business based on having more people to work with and just because they um they're not your mate and they don't work at the same place uh, as what you do doesn't mean that you know you shouldn't um you know attempt to do some good business with right. them uh, and so i, I think that uh, and, then, and then what happens is, is because you've got these fans who are acting as promoters is they feel intimidated when they're talking with these bigger name wrestlers about booking them. And so they end up getting kind of like, you know, talked into booking this wrestler against their, you know, right. that rest, their mates. And instead of, you know, and then you see, you end up with a lot of shows with a lot of the same people doing a lot of the same matches. Um, and this is just like part of it. Obviously I could keep going more in depth. We ain't got time for that. The, yeah, this um, is like a big, yeah, this is going to go over sadly a lot of people's heads, but I, so there's a number of those, you know, things to, to factor in as well. It's a team effort. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and everyone's got everyone's got to be you know um, playing from the same book, and, which is um, why Eve works. Yeah, yeah. You know, like um, you know, there's some sometimes there's some people that people are like, you know, I don't know why Eve don't book them, and there may be a you know a reason you know um, outside that's not necessarily to do. It's like they may be great talent, but perhaps they don't um, get on with a lot of the roster, and you've got to be aware of. Um, you know, like a person's maturity or how they do business and, and you know, because and they, and, and, and a group of women isn't catty. They're supportive. Yes. And there are some women that, that, that are actually so used to that bitchy nature that, that they can struggle in that environment when it's, when it's all the women want to support and elevate each other. Yeah. And, and there are, you know, sometimes people don't feel comfortable around that. Yeah. Or they're always looking for the, but what's the catch? Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah are you trying yeah. to screw me over? Yeah. Is that why you're being? Well, nice? I mean, that's that, that was par for the course for the business in general for so many years. There's probably even people who would argue that it's still the case these days. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, you know, it's, um, there's, there's a lot of, you know, reasons that kind of, you know, goes into, but like I say, when it comes to like the, 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 the impacts of the wrestling scene, um, it's, uh, there's, there's a lot of influences and NXT does not deserve all the blame because it's not right. the, the timing of the UK yeah. just happened to time in at a time when the wrestling business is just being oversaturated 100% on many levels. Um, and, um, you know, the, uh, I don't use harm and damage. I yeah. say it had an effect. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, had an effect. That's a better way to phrase it. You know, like, um, I don't see... Harm. I didn't want it to seem like we were denying and being like, no, it didn't. It didn't. No, no, no it, it had an effect. Yeah. But it's it's not the, you know, there isn't the money going around for people to go to all these shows. And, and the other thing is, is all those wrestling fans that are a part of that boom that started in like 2012, 2013, around that time, well, a lot of them have started to fall out of wrestling now because, you know, it's been like six, seven years. Mm-hmm. They could burn out with the amount you know, of content. They can burn out with the contact. Maybe they've got a family now. Mm-hmm. You know, they've gotten older. Maybe their career's changed. Life's changed. Moved out. Moved. Yeah, exactly. Lots of, lots of things happen. And if you're only, you know, and I, I, we experienced this when I was part of a company called FWA, a lot of the same thing happened then, you know, where there was a big wrestling boom for us around 2002, 2003. 2004 to the point where we ran a ve- uh, we were running venues that were like three and a half thousand people really um and the yeah and i you know we had mcfoley working for us we had um jesus you, you name them it's Masawa. Masawa, Kenna Kabashi. Mm. uh you know we were uh, matt hardy was booked for us but then uh, that's a story for another time mm. um but the you know there was numerous you know we had a lot of big names that we were bringing in from the states and uh you know from japan and uh but then the, the issue was is the mistake was made then so this is what i mean i'm seeing a lot of repetitive patterns here it's just that there's a, an additional um you know societal issues and and burnout because the amount of content that there is now where there wasn't back then um of uh of you know constantly playing to that same audience and then after so many years that audience moves on but you haven't been making a enough of an effort to get a new audience to just replace. like you build up new wrestlers you you need to be attentive to your to your audience yeah you as need well. to be. you can't stop and neglect part of your job which you get a lot of that you and see reviews i appreciate the all the nuances that you 
that, that that you brought in regards to uh in regards to the to the scene right now it's very very interesting but now we're going to move on to our main event topic because we still have Kristen Ashley who's here with us as well it's been yeah. who's, who's been on, on on the sidelines here Kristen has been uh writing over on uh, on bell to bells uh, she started up a a, a monthly evolution checkup checkup series of articles excuse me where she essentially goes through every major promotion that has regular television and uh and pulls out some interesting statistics as regard in regards to well is the position of women's wrestling really improving since all this talk about evolution from a certain worldwide company has uh, has taken its foothold we are now uh she Kristen just recently released uh the uh the evolution report for November and uh I think it might be interesting to to take a look at these numbers and see how things are going wouldn't you agree Kristen yeah um yeah you know I, I yeah <laughs> Um, sorry, I was zoning out when they were talking only because the Packer game is on and I forgot about that. Um, we're playing the Chicago Bears and it's it's like the rival. Um, so, yeah, so I started doing this because there were a lot of people who had, you know, clear favorites as far as promotion goes. And um, they seemed to really be, well, you know, this is, this is the promotion for women or like... NXT, for instance, like this is NXT does things better. They treat women right. Well, and I, I was like, how, how can you say that if you don't have anything to back it up? So, you know, we have AEW who's promising this, you know, we're going to treat women right and we're going to change wrestling. And, and you have WWE who has the revolution and the evolution. And, and I wanted to check on that because, because it's been, you know, over a year now since evolutions pay-per-view yep. and and i think it's important to keep track of these things because otherwise these big promotions who are on tv in front of little girls they get to say whatever they want and nobody holds them accountable for it yeah, i did i decided i'm gonna do some actual math on it and started with october because that's when a lot of shows were starting and and then I'm going to do it every month as far as a checkup goes and um, be real medical with it. <laughs> and and then eventually I, eventually I want to do a pay-per-view one. Like I have all the pay-per-view stats from November and I, I'd like to do that as well because there is the argument that, you know, okay, well maybe this promotion doesn't do weekly stuff, but they do, you know, focus women a lot, focus on women a lot on the pay-per-views. So um yeah, I'm really, I'm really kind of a stat nerd, and so I got really into um, getting the match times. You know, and and basically what I uh, calculate is match times, roster count, and match counts. Good. And you know, we can talk later, obviously, about what other what other things might be an indicator of, of you know women's wrestling being treated well and equal. But sure, like that to me at least, you know, like there's to me if there's lots of matches and match time and they have a lot of women on their roster, then they value women's wrestling. Sure. There, there, there's a lot of, there's, there's quantitative of course, but there's quality qualitative as well. Um, right. so, uh, so well, let's, let's get into it. Let it start, start laying some knowledge on us, Kristen. <laughs> all right. So I won't go through all of it because it's kind of nuts, but essentially what I did was I compared October's numbers to November's numbers. And, 
the only thing that's consistent is that no promotion is consistent. Um, (laughs) which is not surprising really. Um, you know, match times, um, that was, so what I did was I, I, for some of these, I literally had to watch matches and, and I measured it bell to bell and, um, and then made the percentage of the total match time. So I, it's, I'm comparing them to themselves. Nobody's being compared to each other unless you read it and are analyzing the numbers, but this is them being compared to themselves. Um, for, for November, AEW dark had the highest percentage of women's uh, match time at 38.06. And that was the highest. Interesting. So, the, <laughs> and the lowest was main event, which is not surprising um, at 15.36. And I, the the main thing I want to get from this is that it's pretty rare to see any promotion spend more than a third of their total match time on women. I mean, they get nowhere close to half, nowhere close. And, and it's not a reason to celebrate that AEW dark is giving them 38%. That's not good. (laughs) I, I, when I released the October stats, they're like, Oh, look how good NXT UK is doing at 37%. Um, that's not good. <laughs> it's just better than everybody else, essentially. Um, and and then there's the argument that AEW Dark is well, it's not on a national TV network or a cable TV network, and so you know how how much do they really value the women by putting them on dark episodes? Sure. Um, sure. You know, uh, some other things that I thought stood out. We don't have to go through all the numbers because it's boring, um, <laughs> but. A total for November, there were 39 matches for women. That's it. So if you take an average of that for 30 days in November, that's 1.3 matches a day. And the men had 4.3 matches a day on average. Mm-hmm. So the men are getting, on average, three more matches to the women in November. Um, that's horrible to me. I think it's horrible. For every one women's match, we have three men's. And I'm not saying that I don't value men's wrestling, but... How can you claim that you're putting women first or you're, you have this evolution and you have numbers like this? It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Um, Apart from you, you, I love. What? What? (laughs) Apart from you, you are checking the facts, which I love. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Right. I mean, I understand the need for PR. Right. And, and, you know, yes, WWE is making progress. But they're not, you know, they're also making progress from their own mistakes. So to pat them on the back for finally getting it right doesn't feel okay to sure. me. And, you know, there's three cards without women's matches in November. There's um, 40, 46.1% of matches in November had one women's match. And 94.8%, so almost 100% really, had two matches or less on a card. So, I mean, I don't know how many women's wrestlers are out there. I can't give you that number and then do comparative and because that's where a lot of people go with it. Well, there's just not enough women's wrestlers. Well, are you looking? <laughs> like, are you really looking, though? Because there's promotions like Eve and, and Women of Wrestling and, and Shine and Rise that have only women. So how, I mean, how can you really say that? Um, I, I would say, if I had to summarize it all in one big clump... Clump it up. That, <laughs> that they're not consistent. 
And they're not following through with what they're promising, at least not in the month of November. Now, it'll be interesting to see the end of the year what that looks mm -hmm. like, but I would be willing to bet that it doesn't change Who much. Who was the biggest, uh, or at least, uh, if not the biggest, the most surprising to you looking at your stats? Which one was, which promotion was the the one that dropped the most, that surprised you the most as far as uh, when you compare October and November? Who dropped the most? I mean, the NXT UK dropped quite a bit um, all around. Mm -hmm. And and I think they they were one of them that didn't have, they had a card um, that didn't have a women's match on it. And uh, I think, to be fair, that that's got a lot to do with Rhea Ripley. Um, I think now they're trying to like build Kaylee Ray into this person, you know, they're trying to give her some story They're, you know, Piper's, you know, they're trying to give her some story. I think when, when Tony and Rhea kind of just went there, uh, you know, they're like, Tony's not been on TV for how long now. Right. And, and, and Rhea's now in NXT that, that now NXT UK's women's division, it's, it's like, just build it around Ginny and Jazzy. That's what they should be doing. But they're they're like lost in it and then they got you know they're focusing on walter a lot and i just you know i i'm i'm not surprised but i am because they were one of the best in in october and so they fell i mean they were dead last in um in uh, the match times really? as far as like change they dropped 17 percent so yeah that's a, that <laughs> i mean that's that, that that's substantial that's the yeah and who uh, and then uh, on the flip side who who made gains who was uh, who was which promotion again comparing october to november did you see like a, an uptick or or an increase or something like, oh well this is uh this is a clear improvement right here um i think nwa honestly really? all around has started to they're progressing like slow because they're new but they're not um but they're still progressing they've added more women to their roster so that increased they um have added more women's matches and then their time dedicated to women has gone up as well and i i think that's because they have such a strong group of women on they that really do that show i mean allison k is phenomenal and she she honestly, she reminds me a lot of like Emily and Dan and those women because they, she's so blunt and she, I've interviewed her for stuff and she holds, she doesn't hold anything back. Um, and, and I like that about her and I think she's just a phenomenal talent and to have those women that they do on that roster. I mean, Thunder Rosa is incredible. Um, I think, I think that if, you know, Billy and David, if they stick to their gut, if they stick to it, that they're um, they're gonna they're gonna be a, one of the women's divisions to watch, and and I think uh, having Cornette leave was probably the best thing they could have done. <laughs> yeah, that, that that's a whole other topic right there. But yeah, and and, and we're, again, uh, at the time we're we're recording this, NWA had their uh, pay per view they had into the fire last night, and actually one of the big surprise angles of the evening involved the women's division with ODB making a surprise appearance. So, mm -hmm. so that's also like an indication that they do value because we, we have been talking a lot about, about, about stats, very hard, uh, facts here, but you know, th there are actions that are maybe a little difficult, a little harder to quantify, but there are actions like giving a focus, a big surprise focus last night on a women's match 
those are things that that do matter as well. Um, and um, isn't that alarming when we can say that there was a surprise focus on the women's match? You know, that's sad. Yeah. No, but, but that's, 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 I, that's, that's how it is though in the and the overall arc of the of the wrestling scene mm-hmm. when there's a big angle involved in women we're like we're like surprised about it i didn't mean it that way though Be, I, you know, I i saw i saw it necessary i saw it more as a as a positive because it could have been just it could have just happened and you know just have the matches happen and and have all the surprises focus on well you know the arrival of marty skrull and you know the it could have just been left like that, but they did. There was an effort that was made to give a little jolt to the to the women's division last evening. That's that's how I see it. I understand your point, Dan. Though, don't get me wrong, but but I still I, I still see it as a positive. And and in that light, you know, um, who there? What are the other variables that we can that we can use? to to uh to measure the importance that women's wrestling is given to to their uh, to their respective promotions does anyone want to jump in uh well, we'll just i'll what? just jump on that stats part sure. when i did a thing because i'm a stats nerd as well which is why i love what Kristen's doing so much um is i did a, a a comparison of how many women get jobs in the wrestling business compared to to men on Ooh. shows and it came out as uh, and I did this over the course of like first it was a weekend and it was over the month and it came around as like nine percent of uh, uh you know of uh, of matches go to to women versus um you know uh, positions to go to to men um which you know so it's one of those things isn't it where it's like you, you're looking at like that that time that's given on those shows um to them and it's like it's it's actually quite nice to hear as much as it's not you know anywhere near what we we should do it's quite nice to hear you know some of those percentages because at least it's like hey it's at least it's kind of at times going in the right direction but then you hear the other percentages then come on later and it's just like ah but it's inconsistent so that's kind of like it's like the, the little heartbreaking thing that was just on there um, I've completely forgotten the point I was going to make now. <laughs> well, we, we, other, otherwise, we're talking about like other variables. Kristen, you go. My brain's gone. <laughs> well, I'd like to get your opinions on it too because you deal with women wrestlers and they obviously love youth. And so, you know, how you other ways that you can get a woman to keep wrestling and how you can get them to um, feel treated well, because that's really essentially what we want is that the women are equal and that they're treated with respect. And, you know, another variable I can think of is just, you know, when I think of like really solid women's divisions, I think of divisions that let their women talent share. So, you know, the women can go to other promotions and work other places and that, to me, that seems like something that a woman wrestler would like, obviously, because they get to work more. Um, they get, that means more money. Um, they get to spread their name out there. It's sort of like this self-promotion thing. Um, they get to work. And that, to me, is an indicator of women being treated well. Now, if you're going to have a women's division, like, I don't know, Raw or SmackDown, and they don't get to do anything else but WWE stuff, and okay, we're not going to have you wrestle for like six months, but you can do some signings. I mean, how how do you feel as a wrestler? You'd feel crappy that you don't get to work. So for me, a variable 
would obviously be, you know, do they get to work? I, I, my big variable uh, is to treat women wrestlers like wrestlers. Uh, I, they get treated as a feature match. The number of like dejected women, like to the point where they just joke about it. They've got a match on the card. The number of people were on the card, it won't even have the girls' names. It will say women's match. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know the the number of girls who'll be at a show, they then they're not shocked. They, they of course know that they're the only women's match on the show because that's just how it is at most places. But it would be them making jokes over how their match won't be over five minutes, and because it's just the women's match and that's just what it is so actually treating women like wrestlers and that's that's um do you know what you do you just do it yeah people who say it takes time and i'm looking like why you're the promoter you literally book the talent why does it take time it, you're the right. one literally deciding who is on the show exactly. and what they're doing on the show it doesn't take it takes enough time for you to say i'm going to book these women here and put them on the show oh and also don't bloody high level company high level like companies who are booking some of the best wrestling talent out there who then book a bloody trainee women's match which means people assume it's on the same level as the yeah. men and they assume that's, oh, that's the best women out there and and it is a trainee match and there's nothing wrong with trainee matches but that's not the best women's wrestling out there and they're not presenting it as a trainee match neither they're saying we've got a women's match women's wrestling completed it imagine how frustrating that is for girls who you know they're all training hard they've got themselves to this elite level they are main eventers uh in their own rates just some of the they are some of the best wrestlers in the world uh, regardless of gender, and then they see that being displayed. Imagine how bloody dejecting that is. You're just being like, well, I might as well have just moved local to a lot of promotions. Yeah, the um, that that's that's a, a lot of it. You, you got a couple of my pet peeves. I don't like, women's <laughs> like the style of women's wrestling. You hear another people there say, I'm and I'm not, and then they'll get to friend. You'll say, well, that's sexism. If the reason for not liking women's wrestling is because it features women. That's genuine sexism. Um, yeah. Now, if you to say, I haven't seen any women's wrestling matches yet that I've enjoyed, or I haven't seen any women's wrestlers that I've enjoyed, that's a different thing because you're not you're not rubbish and everything. You're just saying that you haven't seen it. And with the way that a number of independent promotions are with regards to how they, um, you know, present their women's division, as Emily said, there are a number of promotions where they only use the best male wrestlers, but their women as just the local trainees or so and so's girlfriends or whatnot, you know, who aren't yeah. ready for shows yet, but they're cheap and they're local. So you're telling the audience a different story there. You're saying Not these so are the best wrestlers in the world, and then you're saying these are the best, and and you're presenting the women as though that's the same there instead of being straight with them. Um, and so then you end up with people saying that women's wrestling you know, isn't as good. And it's like, no, you're just not being presented with the talent that are better than a lot of male wrestlers. You're not just, you're just not being presented with the fantastic women's talent out there, but you are being told that you are. And And so of course those fans think women's wrestling isn't very good. And I don't get angry or anything because it's like, well, of course you think that. That's all you've been shown. Yeah. So why would you think anything different if you've never actually seen 
good women's wrestling. I really love AEW and what they're about and what they do. I'm not a fan of the um the the defense that I've seen a number of uh fans give with regards to the you know the, the women's division there and and which has been the whole you know, and I understand that they've only been going for 10, 11 weeks or whatever it is, okay? I understand that. But the oh. UK, when UFC debuted their women's division, the, the first match they ever had was the main event. And they built them up. They built the characters up. And, the, and everyone went mental for it. And that was Ronda Rousey and Liz Carmouche. And instantly, Ronda was a star. Right. Now, yeah. people, so the idea when people say nobody knows who these people are, well, there are talent out there who some of those hardcore wrestling fans know. So if you don't want to just instantly present as these are two of the best, you know, wrestling and give them some vignettes and some, you know, character driven, you know, um, promo packages and to build it up. If instead you want to rely on some proven, you know, a, a known name talent to help some of that talent up. Uh, and get that other talent known rather than, you know, uh, a, a division of pretty much where everyone is pretty much unknown, then there's an opportunity there to use someone like Jazz. And I think yeah. Jazz is a missing piece of the puzzle yeah. for AEW. No. Um, she is someone that has got 20 plus years of experience in the business. She can still go. Um, she knows how to work. And there is a wrestling audience out there that, you know, that diehard wrestling audience out there that know who she is. And she, you can put her in there with some of those younger talent. So they're like, oh, I don't know that person, but I know jazz. And you can tell that you can, you know, have jazz help get those, um, those people over and tell that story. Uh, as well as giving Jazz uh, a, a boost and, uh, you know, that she deserves sure. as well, as you know that we feel that from how she performed at She Won. Jazz has yeah. a number of things that you cannot teach people. You've either got it or you haven't, and that's that presence. Um, the, uh, you know, that's... Um, it, it's fascinating, the, especially in the case... Sorry to, 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 to interrupt, but it's fascinating also in the case of Jazz where AEW actually used her. Uh, at all out in their women's battle royal yeah. she was there she they even promoted the fact that she was there everyone sort of figured that it was a done deal and that she was going to sign and uh, to, to sign and, and be brought on and it's interesting it, I, it, it actually makes me feel good that you bring that up dan because it's a criticism that i've had regarding the AEW women's division moving forward they got they have a lot of very young very inexperienced women that they put in positions that maybe weren't they weren't exactly ready for. Um, Britt Baker hasn't been wrestling for all that long. Neither has Nyla Rose. But they have been put early on in these high-level positions where maybe if they had been, if, the, if there had been a, a locker room resource like Jazz, and I like to tout the name of Mercedes Martinez as well, Yes. If there if yes. there were some of these generals around uh, to help the the AEW women hone their 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 skills, get some get some time with them in the ring, I think it'd be a huge benefit because AEW doesn't have the benefit of a performance center where you can just send the women there and have them work the style until they're ready to for prime time. 
Yeah, that's something I know that Kenny actually did hit up on an interview on um, at Wrestling Observer yep. that that's one of the things they struggle. And I know prior to the um, the shows themselves, you've got Dustin uh, works with the the, the the young women talent there, um, you know, and uh, you've got someone like Emmy who is there working with some of the younger talent um, to try and what you're seeing. A lot, you know, like Emmy's great, the, 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 you know, and you know how much I love Emmy. She's been a part of Eve since 2011. Sure. You know, we don't, you know, Emmy's not considered an import on our shows because she wrestles on a lot of our shows. Um, you know, she was over here uh, for us like, oh, Jesus, almost every month, you know, this year. Um, so she is, um, you know, she and she is regarded as one of the best wrestling trainers in the world today. So, but, and she's against a lot of younger talent. You know when they're when, when she's working um, a number of the AEW matches. So what in many ways you're you're seeing because they are giving them longer matches, which is good for the younger talent, if not perhaps you know a bit frustrating for perhaps some of the viewers. Um, but that a lot of the viewers don't know who Emmy is because she's only really worked um, Japan and the UK, mm-hmm. and they don't re- they they don't have that emotional attachment to her. But what you're watching is that the the talent that Emmy's in the ring with. Um, effectively get like a one-on-one training seminar. Exactly. You know, with Emmy, so that they're learning to work effectively on the job, um, uh, which is, again, great for the, the young talents in there, but it's not, um, you, you can understand why it's not doing a lot for some of the uh, the audience. And that's where, you know, some of your more, um, you know, known names from uh, the, you know, from days gone, you know, days in the past, like a jazz, uh, would be so valuable. And again, you said about the locker room as well. You know, Kong's at, Kong's at every taping, uh, and she's an invaluable resource uh, uh, for them as well. Um, but obviously Kong's not, you know, in you know, uh, in the ring or in a number. Kong can't be in every segment. Yep. You know, you, you need other, you need a few other people to uh, to help and give that no right and give that rub, but also be there for for those other um, for those other younger talent. And I put Mercedes Martinez, and everyone knows again, Mercedes worked uh, for Eve a lot this mm-hmm. year. Again, she was, uh, you know, she was she was a part of the Eve roster throughout the year when we did the deal with her. It was for the entire year, and um, you know, but again, there's a large audience out there that aren't you know aware of all of the independent women's scene that aren't going to know mercedes and that's why i think you know as much as some people like look down on the idea of bringing in some you know um older games they have that name notoriety and if they're very good and someone like a jazz is you know then that's a, a perfect person to to help but mercedes martinez will be a valuable asset because she's another one i think um you know, Sadie Gibbs is, you know, a tremendous athlete, but, you know, her, her, the, the wrestling there for a TV level isn't there. And so you can see how when when Sadie's was in the ring with um, uh, Mercedes and well, when Sadie was in the ring with Mercedes and uh, Sadie's in the ring with Emmy, it's very much, uh, uh, as I said earlier, an on-the-job learning exactly. experience. And they're the best to make, you know, the, the bits in between you know, of what Sadie's doing in between the flips look as good as possible. Um, yeah, no. But uh, it just feels like there's, like I say, they're, they're, they're missing that. Um, you, they, and, and I just, I, I do feel it's, it's easier sorted than perhaps a lot of people are saying. And I don't know what's being said, you know, behind 
you know, the scenes, you know, as to as to what they're doing. But I do believe that at the end of the day, the UFC in their first ever women's match made a superstar out of Ronda Rousey. And I realize a Ronda, you can't just not every person can be a Ronda Rousey. Um, but at the end of the day, is they also made a superstar on that night. It just didn't, you know, work out long term in Liz Carmouche. No. You know, and, being the person in there. And, it w- and then you had a, a you know Holly and um all you know all, all these you know other you know people that um you know became stars because it was presented straight away as this is your main event these are the best women talent in the world exactly. get to know them and you had these you know uh vignette pieces um you know in, you know featuring those talents that made them stars and it'd be nice yeah. to see more Mm-hmm. And then if there if there hadn't if if it had been the curtain jerker it definitely wouldn't have been the uh, wouldn't have had the same impact. Kristen, we we're, we'll we'll talk about this again because you're probably going to mm-hmm. do another another comparative checkup in a in a couple of weeks. Oh, for, for sure. Sure. Yep. And uh, yeah, it'd be good to see because there was no uh, women's matches. Was it this week or last week? There was no women's matches on dark. Um, I, I don't have it with me. <laughs> Sorry. Um, uh, I not, I'm pretty sure they had one last week. Yeah. But uh, yeah, but there, the, recently there has been a dark, but there hasn't been any women on it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, which is heartbreaking. Yeah. Yes. Cause they've got some amazing talent. They really, really do. Oh, they're doing, they're, they're, you know, a lot, but because they've worked Eve, you know, like, um, <laughs> you know, seeing Jamie Hayter on there and seeing Jamie, you know, the Eve and the national champion right now, like on there, it's just like, you know, she deserves to be there. She's incredibly, uh, incredibly gifted, incredibly talented. Yeah. And she should be there. She's a great, yeah, you know, I mean, she's a great talent. Yeah. And I, I mean, we'll, we'll definitely talk more about it. I know, um, uh, we don't want to make this four hours. <laughs> I, Dan has so much knowledge to share and I love it. Um, that we had to get, I think we have to get ready for TLC probably. And, and we don't want to, I mean, I, I think this is going to be something that like, that I personally at least will check on, right? Like I want to do this every month and it may be that I get tired of spending nine hours doing math, but, <laughs> but eventually, eventually, you know, I want, to not have to do this. Eventually I want it to be obvious that we're doing right by the women. And, um, and that's really the four of us, at at least the four of us that I know of, (laughs) that's our goal. We want to do right by women. And that's why this podcast exists. It's because we want to talk about those issues that women wrestlers face. Man, I could not wrap up this first edition of in, in ring riot better than what Kristen just did. (laughs) I I might not, I might be out of a job next month. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Whenever we reconvene, we're going to try and do this again in a, in a few weeks on a, you know, we're, we're keeping the, we're keeping this the schedule loose. Can't say it's going to be yeah. within four weeks because you can't predict a riot, right? Right. And, That's right. And, and Dan and Emily have their hands full right into mid-January with uh, with the wrestling queendom coming up. Dan and Emily, uh, let let uh, let everyone know where they can where they can get acquainted with Eve Pro Wrestling Eve. No. Okay. <laughs> Kristen. No. no. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Oh, fucking, fucking, you know, find us. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, all right, I'm running with it. Yeah, find us. Put yeah. Eve Wrestling on Google. Boom. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Kristen, what about you? Is it, is it, do, do you want to let people search you out as well? Put on their slew no, hat? You probably won't find me. My name's hard to spell. Um, It's Twitter at Kristen Ashley. <laughs> 
Um, you can find my stuff about the bells, wrestling sheet, fightful, wherever they'll let me write my words. I'll be there. And as for me, you can uh, follow me on Twitter at Mr. Warren Hayes and on my own YouTube account at youtube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. Emily, Dan, Kristen, thank you all very, very much for this very first edition of In Ring Riot. I hope everyone who listened enjoyed it. Please let us know. Send us some feedback on Twitter or let it leave us a comment wherever. Just let us know what you thought. And we will see you next time.